it isn't the land of opportunity. But you see, to me, this place seems more like the land of handouts. Well, that all changes. I'm here now, and I get all the opportunities. I will have the opportunity to put to sleep your beloved Daniel Bryan. I will be the man that defangs the Viper, Randy Orton. And I will emasculate and decimate AJ Styles. And if any of you are non-believers, look no further than what I'll do in Saudi Arabia and in Backlash. And speaking of the greatest Royal Rumble, I can make you this solemn promise that whatever left of Roman Reigns after Brock Lesnar beats his ass again, I personally will shred and put the big dog out the pasture for good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, let's just get right to it. Let's get right to talking about wrestling. Okay, because I am I am loving things right now. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty rough night on Monday, but I think Tuesday turned that ship right around. Oh, do they even have a show on Monday anymore? Yeah, it's called WWE House Style, (laughs) and it stars Roman Reigns as he takes on Jinder Mahal and Mojo Rawley. Well, boy howdy, I will be tuning into that. But uh, hello and welcome to uh, what I can only describe as the best professional wrestling podcast on planet Earth. Like you said, Justin, this is Top Marks, and uh, what is it we do here on Top Marks? Uh, We fantasize about when Mojo's going to hit the hype driver (laughs) on Roman Reigns. (laughs) And, you know, just fantasy book things like that. Every week it is indeed 90 minutes of dissecting the Hype Rider. (laughs) Hype Driver. Or, yeah, no, Hyper Drive? Hyper Drive? I forget. Yeah, I think so. It's the the move where Mojo Rawley uh, squats on on the guy. Uh, not, not Not a good move. We love it. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess we love it. In the same way that, like, we love Mojo Rawley. Yeah, and Baron Corbin, too. Oh, oh boy, can't, that four-way is going to be awesome. My favorite thing. When <laughs> Roman takes on Baron and Mojo. Yep. And Jinder. Yep. How is he going to overcome all those guys? Justin, I can only get so hard. Stop talking about this. It's, it's too exciting. Uh, so we've got the house, uh, or the house style on Monday. Yes. And the work rate. On Tuesday. Boy, and we will dive into that because, Justin, what we do do on this show is that we talk about the... (laughs) Do-do. Oh, you dog. Is we talk about the three... 
biggest topic. stories in the world of professional wrestling each and every week. Correct. For how long do we talk about these for? 15 minutes at a time. The exact length of a WCW TV title match. Is that right? Yes, correct. You are as well. I'm excited to dive into our three topics this week, Justin, and they are. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess up first. I don't know. What are we doing up first? We're going to talk about... Uh, well, you've probably seen some good Royal Rumbles, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you this ever year seen... was a good one, for sure. <laughs> I, I, some called it the greatest, in fact. Well, uh, Justin, you're going to... I need you to just stop. Okay, and... it was just a great one. It was maybe not the greatest. Justin, you were so correct, because the greatest Royal Rumble is happening next Friday at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to break down this card, the matches on it, and uh, sort of morally where we find ourselves with this. Yeah, it's... because... Typically, our show comes out at around, like, 3 in the afternoon on Friday. That's right. So we have to preview that show this week because we will be coming out after the show next week. Yeah, a preview would be worthless after an event has happened. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to break that down in round number one for 15 and minutes. And more than just talking about the card, we're going to talk about kind of our feelings on this whole partnership between WWE and the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Correct. Because it's... Uh, I'm not going to lie, Josh. It's a little icky. Thank you for not lying to me. Th- you know what I'm thinking now? This is a classic Rob Russo round, this first one. We should have we attacked uh, him. Yeah, he's, he's the problematic uh, professor. expert. Yeah, our uh, professor of the problematic. There it is. In round number two, Justin. Jordan Peterson is a problematic professor. <laughs> have you, oh, forget it. I was going to do the impression. Uh, in round number two, Justin, like you said. Uh, mon- These matches come to me and... <laughs> Of course Monday Night Raw is a victim. We're all victims. I'm staging the greatest (laughs) Royal Rumble. Uh, Round number two, Justin. Like we talked about last week, the Superstar Shake Cup happened. And uh, we're going to deal with the fallout of uh, Monday Night Raw's trades. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about both brands separately and how they kind of come out of this. And look... There is not, uh, I mean, a ton of obvious cause for optimism in terms of what Monday Night got back. But there is some. But there is some. Yes. Uh, I think there's some things that we can really hone in on that uh, I am looking forward to. That either way, I think both shows got a little maybe fresher. They're going to look different, at least, and that's worth a little bit. And then around number three, Justin, fucking SmackDown Live. It All is. that, plus a new segment, uh, which is maybe yet to be named, uh, but I'm excited to do it all the same. Yeah. Justin, we uh we got some news this week. We did, yeah. Uh, I put my money where my mouth is. You did. You are uh you are all in, as the kids say. Yes, y- Justin. Yes, I I put my chips in. September first, Chicago. I will be there. I bought my tickets. Oh my Not goodness. to the show itself because those tickets aren't on sale yet. Okay. Uh, but. I, I've booked my flights. And I'm sure All In's going to come up at least another two or three times on this show between now and then. I mean, yep. full rounds. They announced uh, that their, their big press conference yep. where they're going to announce even more talent acquisitions and more than that, actually announce some matches that you can look forward to on that show. Uh, I think it's set for May 13th. That sounds about right. I know it's in May, yeah. And I'm very excited to see how they're matching some of these people up. Uh, and I would hope that... During that press conference, we also get an announcement of when tickets go on sale as well. That um, seems almost guaranteed. But yeah, I know that there's a bunch of our listeners who are going to be going as yeah. well. So if you're going to be in Chicago September 1st, I am going to be there from the 29th to the 5th. So a full week. Oh man, go hang out with J-Mo. Windy City. Can I give you a, a character reference in terms of hanging out with you? Sure. It's very fun, and I like to do it. You might too. <laughs> Maybe it's even better in Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, I know. You know what? I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, some people that uh, I've met a couple times, maybe, and have kept in touch with through the internet. 
and also people that I've never met before that I only know through Twitter right? who, who live in Chicago, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, maybe getting a chance to hang out with them. Because, you know, every time people come to Vancouver, they get to see me. That's right. And now I get to be the traveler, which is, Josh, I tell you what. Tell me. I haven't been on a vacation in like 10 years. Well, that's that's too long to not vacate. Yeah. I, I, like, I, 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 I think that's actually true because... Uh, when I was in school, I, uh, there were a bunch of trips that my family went on that I couldn't go because, like, my time off didn't line up right, with the same school. Sure. Uh, time off that, like, my little brother and my mom had uh, as someone who worked at a high school or whatever. A.K.A. slackers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, like, when I lived up north and I was working as a young professional, all of the time off that I got was spent coming back home. Right. And coming home is not a vacation. No, certainly not. So well, it's my first time like going somewhere. Well, I am both happy and very excited for you. In like 10 years. Well, I, I mean, no one's going to have a better time than you. Yeah. Uh, hey, better leave some oh. room in your suitcase, though. Uh, oh, is that Gil? I, well, I'm hoping to <laughs> tag along. Oh, yeah? Gil? Yeah. I'm going to fold myself up uh, like a shirt and uh, <laughs> compress into your suitcase there. I've never been to the Windy City either. Oh, my goodness. Gil, did you see this? Your buddy and pal Scott Stanford, has he's all in. He's been signed to appear at All In. Oh, my God. I'm it's fucking the dream with you. match. I'm fucking with you, Scott you moron. Scott Stanford versus Phoenix. Nope. Scott Stanford versus Penta L. Ohm. It's actually him versus Charlie Caruso. Ah, I was hoping Caruso would take on old Tessa Blanchett, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, Gil, well, do you have some sort of uh, interest in going to All In? Mm, yeah, absolutely. In, yeah. in that, uh, you know, uh, there's plenty of events in Chicago. Yeah, Lots there are big buildings for are there to crawl through. <laughs> Is there a vent that runs from Vancouver to the Windy City? I'm fixing to find out. <laughs> and oh, that Sears Center. I can't wait to be all up in the pipes and vents of that place. It's going to be a great time. Gil, i got to be honest with you. I really hope you go to Chicago. And, and, <laughs> and don't come back? Is that what you're saying? That's all I've got to say here at the oh, top of the show. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, can, I, can I make a plea here? Uh, yeah. Before sure. we jump into the show, to to our listenership, uh, please rate and review this show. I, we we love when you do this. Five stars. It helps us in the algorithms. We're seeing a, a bit of a plateau, and it seems like we are on a hot streak. This is the time to rate and review Top Mark. Yeah, if you rate haven't. and review, and uh, recommend the show to people that you think might enjoy it. Because you know we're out here on our grind week after week, and you know it's fun for us. We love it. I, I have a great time doing this. Absolutely. But I would like to think that people are listening as well, which, uh, you know, more people than I know, or more people than I think, perhaps, right. do listen to this. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's hard for us to get uh, a perfect pulse on. Uh, so, yeah, uh, tell somebody. I think we have a decent product here. Yeah, I told too. Gil about the show, and that's why he won't stop showing up on it. Yeah, maybe don't tell, you know, people who are creepy or, or Gil. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch! I'm, uh, I'm gonna take off now. I suppose. Uh, yeah, good. I see I'm not welcome here. Well, Gil, hang on. Uh, just wanted to know anything great on WWE Experience this week? Oh, uh, Charlie gave us a rundown of all the re-debuts. <laughs> okay, that's... I was like, oh, well, that's good. I suppose. And, and uh, you know, there was no WWE Experience last week. <laughs> this is the week after Mania. Wow. We got a main event instead. So. I was just happy to see her, really. Well, I know of at least one person who was probably disappointed in that. <laughs> just uh, me. Just you. Well, anyway, goodbye. Thanks for stopping by, Gil. I love that goodbye. 
Uh, Justin, what do you say? Jump into round number one? Uh, before we get there, though, yeah, uh, a couple things to plug. Sure. Of course, if you like us and you want to support us, I'm sorry that I've been so busy that I have not yet put out half marks on the Patreon feed. Oh, right, yeah. That should be out by the time you hear this, finally. Right. I've just been working a ton, and I've uh, been exhausted. So He's a tired man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that as well as the um, yeah that's where I cover Joey Janela's Spring Break and TNA versus Imp- or uh, Impact versus Lucha Underground. We're gonna be doing another retro review this month as well, and hoping to uh, talk about that Andre the Giant HBO documentary at some point next week too. So uh, a bunch of things to look forward to on the Patreon feed. The Andre one probably a little shorter, but hey, just more bonus content for you to make it worth your while. And thank you for supporting Top Marks at patreon.com slash Top Marks. Fabulous, Justin. Uh, one last thing to plug, Justin. If, if you happen to live in Vancouver and you like wrestling, good Lord, is this show for you. What a cross-section. But beyond that, you can head on over to The Penny at Commercial and Gravely every Monday where they show Gil's favorite show, WWE Experience, followed by Monday Night Raw with the audio on, Justin. Yeah, am I right? the sound on. Oh, my Lord. The only bar in Vancouver to do this. And... I don't want to tip my hat too early. It's oh. not confirmed yet. Oh, do I know about this? But okay. we're trying to do Tuesday Smackdown now, also considering Ooh. what an amazing show that is fixing to be each and every week. Good Lord, yeah. And wrestling's doing so well for the bar on Monday already that, hey, why not make it a two-day spectacular, especially considering... Personally, Josh, yeah. lately, tell me, I would rather be hosting SmackDown screenings than Raw screenings anyways. That's quite the hot take. My goodness. But I will, I'll probably be there for both. <laughs> Certainly Raw, however, and you can look forward to Roman versus Jinder versus Baron versus Mojo with me each and every Monday. Commercial and Gravely, The Penny, all kinds of drinks and food deals too. Come on down, watch the show. But with that out of the way, why don't we get on with the show in round number one. Round one, fight. Hey, Justin. Hi. Have you ever been to uh, King Abdullah Sports City's King Abdullah International Stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia? I'm not super familiar with uh, the King Abdullah character. Oh, uh, he is indeed, I don't think, a character. I Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he feuded with Hulk Hogan back in, like, 1991. Uh, I think uh, maybe that's the butcher you're thinking oh, of. Right, Abdullah right. the butcher, yes. perhaps. Well, that's probably what the king's enemies know him as. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed, Justin, you are unfamiliar, but we're going to get familiar with this very arena as next Friday, uh, the greatest Royal Rumble is taking place and this no, is no 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 see you're making a common mistake here oh okay as someone who hosts a show called real good show yes okay i hate it when people call it the real good show oh okay yeah, yeah this yeah. show is not called the greatest royal rumble yes it correct. is called greatest royal rumble i guess that's i meant it more as uh, i am predicting that this is going to be the greatest royal rumble okay because it has 50 entrants of Justin. course this yeah, is, yeah sorry you're right it is greatest royal rumble sorry for my little racist accent there also <laughs> yeah how but dare that's, you that's to me, like that's the quintessential Saudi Arabian element of this show. Racism? It's, no, no, no. Is that it's not the greatest Royal Rumble like an English person would say it. Oh, okay. It is greatest Royal Rumble, Baba. You actually sound a lot like my grandfather. Baba, Baba give me greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> give me Undertaker casket match. Give this, it to him. This is uh, King Abdullah making his demands to Vince McMahon. I, I, I don't know who King Abdullah is. Is he alive? Is I don't know. The, does Saudi Arabia have a king? It's probably like uh, his son who's actually making these demands. I'm very ignorant to, to all of this, I, I'm realizing. I, I don't know much about Saudi Arabia. It sucks ass. Oh, okay. It's not good. Saudi Arabia? It's it's uh it's, it's problematic, let's say. So let's let's before we get into the card itself, Justin, which I think we both have to sort of hesitantly admit is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, the WWE 
cannot have any women performers on this card, as I understand it. Is that right? That is correct, yes. But women are allowed to attend the show. Yes. So and why it the- is actually the very first public event in Saudi Arabian history, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Might be wrong about this. Sure. Where women and men in the stands will not be segregated from each other. They will be sitting together. Well, that seems kind of... Somewhat progressive is I that guess i never know what you do in these situations justin this is a bigger problem i have when discussing issues mm. like do you give points from going f- from like horrible to bad like is that i don't know do you do you, I, I saw uh, we probably uh, shouldn't go this it's off just track. like to me it's crazy because like foreign policy like the u.s and everything is always like oh iran is is terrible iran yeah. is like this great evil but then but there's saudi a lot of- arabia are our good friends that and it's is like weird. what the f- fuck are you talking about it is it is a little tricky now that said the iranians that i know who live in vancouver are like the best most friendly people yeah so i always think iran rules but now so- there's two things that and this, i'm stealing this from uh, a tweet that was written by our friend brian quimby go ahead yeah, street yeah, yeah. Fright, of street fight radio uh he wrote there's two things that uh the Saudi Arabian prince demands. Go ahead. And that is uh, a, an unstoppable war in, in Yemen that will never end. <laughs> okay. And a casket match with Undertaker. <laughs> well, he's, he's got his demands in, uh, I mean, if you hate Yemen and love the Undertaker, this is, this is the, the show for you. He's the prince for you. <laughs> Justin, does part of you feel bad watching this show, uh, knowing that you're probably going to enjoy it, despite the country itself not being morally aligned with you? Yes, but I think about it this way, yeah. okay? Uh, look, obviously obviously, there's tons of scuzzy political things that I could choose to hate about WWE. <laughs> like Linda McMahon sitting on like, Donald Trump's like, cabinet. <laughs> and like literally everything that's ever involved Donald Trump, literally everything that the McMahons put their money towards politically, yep. it's awful. When we buy t-shirts, you and I are sitting pretty in these brand new shirts we that's just right. bought. Uh, and like, what do you think that money is going towards? Uh, probably a little bit of it goes towards Velveteen Dream and Seth Rollins. I hope the, so. The performers who we chose to support. Respectively, yeah. But most of it feeds the machine, and the machine, in turn, feeds the fucking Republican Party and all of these awful political initiatives that I vehemently disagree with. Yeah. But I look past that. Because it's entertainment, and I want to like it, and so there's things that I'm willing to accept. Yeah. But... The same shirts that we're complaining about the the political ties to were probably made for one cent a day employees. Yeah. yeah, so... But also, like, think about, like, when one of your favorite bands or, like, a talented musician that everybody adores, like Beyonce or whatever... Sure, yeah. ...does, like, a private show... For I mean, he's dead now, but like yeah. for Muammar Gaddafi or whatever, you know, like this, that is something that happened Happens. with regularity and still does happen. Yeah. That these awful world figures with the fucking enormous amount of money to throw around are able to book these musicians to do private shows. It is very rare that someone will be like, I refuse to play this or I refuse to take that booking on political reasons because the money is too much for them to turn down. And I would imagine that WWE probably does not have a lot of moral issues with going to Saudi Arabia outside of the women thing probably right? because that kind of goes against what they're publicly pushing right now. I imagine that the money, again, is too much for them to turn down, that they are going to make an obscene amount of money. And when you look at this card, they must have just been paid out the ass for this show. Well, this is like show one of like I think a four show agreement that they've locked into over the next several years. How much money do you have to give Brock Lesnar to get him to go to Saudi Arabia? Um, probably a lot. 
Probably a lot is a good and guess. And that's just one guy on this card, you know? Ugh. So why don't we jump into that match first, Justin? It's a rematch of the WrestleMania match. It's Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage, huh? Yeah. Uh, reaction to, to rematching this right away. I mean, first of all, I don't think it's fair that Roman found out about this through social media. Yeah, poor guy. Like, he should have been told well in advance. Yeah, Brock Lesnar would have showed up rematch. for work, then he yeah. might have been told. That he was getting a free rematch where all he has to do is escape a cage, doesn't even have to pin the guy. Yeah. I, it's too I, bad he wasn't told that. Yeah, poor, poor fella. I, I hate the steel cage step on this. The The visual of Brock Lesnar, like, climbing a steel cage to escape something seems completely at odds with his character to but, me. But the visual of Brock Lesnar doing Don't. a shooting star splash off the top of a cage. If he does that. This entire year of his work that I've hated is redeemed. <laughs> I will come on this show and publicly forgive Brock Lesnar on behalf of humanity uh, if he manages to pull that off. Justin, is this where Roman Reigns is finally coronated? He finally gets one over on Brock Lesnar. He escapes this cage before him and is crowned Universal Champion. I would. I want that to happen. Yeah. Because I want this storyline to be over. <laughs> uh, as I famously ranted about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I um, heard that. But... I don't think so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think they give away that title change on a network special. Yep. Um, and I also don't think that uh, that's the resolution that they're going for right now. I think the storyline with Roman at this moment, as Joe has kind of pointed out to uh, no rebuttal from Roman other than like, you're fat. Yeah. Is that... Steiner did it first. Is that... Uh, Roman's just a huge fucking loser who fails at everything. Right, that he can never capitalize in the moment. I forget how Joe so awesomely put it this week on SmackDown, but it's like you never get it done or something and like that. And that seems to be the overarching story that they're telling. Now, of course, they were telling that story with John Cena like two months ago, and then he pinned AJ Styles. Right. So, so who knows if they have the follow-through here. But to me, I think this is a new long-term story with Roman where we continue to see what – honestly – Happened a lot last year and and earlier this year, too. Roman just losing a lot. But yep. people don't kind of accept that he doesn't always win yet. So they might have to hammer that home a little bit before he finally does get this win. But again, and I'm not trying to sound too much of a you know, super nerdy about this here, but it, losing and then instantly getting a rematch when you're the challenger. Today the prince demanded it. it <laughs> okay, well, if that's the reason I hope they explained it on television. Yeah. We're both picking Brock to retain here. Absolutely. Uh, the next match, Justin, a little bit confusing here, is Samoa Joe is in the mix here, challenging for the Intercontinental title against Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz. Uh Half of this yeah. match are now on SmackDown. Two guys on SmackDown. Uh, but no reason to think that this is a ladder match is going to do anything but rule, right? Um... You know what, though? I wouldn't be shocked if ultimately the IC and US switch shows again, but like just through results on this show. So you think Miz or Joe wins the IC And here. like Jinder recaptures the US from Jeff Hardy. Huh. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, that's. I hadn't thought of that, but that's far from out of the question. I wouldn't say that's what I'm predicting, but I could see that happening, sure. Yeah. Uh, the, it's, it's kind of a weird spot. But no me, weirder like, than how they address like belts on shows now. There's no explanation well, for it. As soon as they announced the rematch for Jinder and Jeff Hardy in Saudi Arabia, I was like, oh, well, Jinder's going to re-win the title right. in front of a Saudi Arabian crowd that will embrace him as a conquering hero. That makes some sense, yeah. Uh, but but then to do they that... They love Canada and but Saudi to, Arabia. But to do that, then a Canadian... Or not a Canadian, a SmackDown person... Yeah. 
has to win the IC title, which yeah. is possible because Joe half of the participants in that match now are. Man, I wouldn't hate Joe holding that IC belt. Just saying. Uh, I am going to pick Seth Rollins to properly defend it here. I, I think that's probably more accurate also. But I enjoy that booking. Let's move on here, Justin, to another Mania rematch between uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. For it's the weird that Joe is in that match even. like I know. It makes he's he's not involved in that at all. No, and he has a match at Backlash against Roman. Yeah, and then and and he's on SmackDown now. Also, it's very confusing. This whole thing is weird, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit in the next two rounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Styles and Nakamura. We seeing a, a repeat here, or is Nakamura getting this title? No, Styles for sure is going to retain again. I think. Uh, I, th- I to me, I think they have to do a couple title changes on this show, uh, but I don't think it's going to be any of the important ones. It'll probably be like. Mustafa Ali wins the cruiserweight. I think and, that's almost and a lot. You get like a tag title change hands as well. I'm actually going to go with uh, Nakamura beating AJ here. Really? Yeah, I think a, a cheat to win. There's enough moving pieces in that whole title feud right now that I think they just have ways around it. And like, let's be real, Shinsuke Nakamura right now is fucking money. If you were going to do it, like if you want to make these network specials into something. Uh, I, yeah, so I, I'm, we'll split the we'll split the picks here. I'm going Nakamura, you're going AJ. I love it. Like you would just mention here, Justin. I just think if you're going to make the switch, that it should have happened at WrestleMania. Yeah, who could disagree? Yeah, but again, I feel like a lot of the WrestleMania results, I probably would have reversed myself. That's probably true. Uh, Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, I actually thought. The crowd was unbelievably hot for this on Monday. Like, I, I'm not going to say these guys had chemistry, but it was, again, a very clear baby face against a very clear heel. The crowd was super electric, I thought. I, I think there's reason to think this might be all right between these two. What do you think? I think Ginger's going to do pretty well on Raw, honestly. Yeah, he felt big time. They gave him the opening slot of the Superstar they gave, Shake-Up. They gave him a multi-segment match also, yep. which he's probably going to get a lot of. He needs them. Uh, does he, though? Yeah, I think so. This was his a very good match. If you keep, he is a heel who's going to get booed, and you can get heat in matches. That's true. As long as you have a, a baby face who can work against him. Bingo. This is why. This is why I like, railed about on this show the whole time. Like three tweeners feuding for a belt doesn't work. Like gender a described or defined heel against Orton and Rude, who are both like flirting this line. And Rusev, who's like supposedly a heel but clearly a baby face. Why don't we jump right into that as yeah. Rusev versus Undertaker in a casket match here? Okay. Okay, this is the funniest part of this whole show. Go ahead. Okay, now we all know, okay, when we recorded last week, we talked about this being Rusev versus Undertaker. Yeah. And then it got changed to, to Rusev, or to Undertaker versus... Jericho. Jericho, and I was like, oh no, our show is outdated now. Yep. But then by the time the show <laughs> dropped, Ever the match period. had been changed back again, and there was a note last night in the rumor roundup on Cage Side Seats, yeah. which is one of the funniest notes that I've seen on the rumor roundup, maybe ever. Go ahead. Talking about why this match had changed, and it reads as follows: Bodyslam.net claims Rusev was removed from the Undertaker match at Greatest Royal Rumble because of his comments to TMZ about Undertaker being old. He was then put back in the match when Undertaker did not get offended. Can yeah. we? Yeah. Can we just stop? 
like what? That it was like political punishment. Oh and then Taker was God. like, yeah, I am old. He's right. And they're like, okay, match is back. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's the reason. Great, uh, great rumor. Uh, I think Undertaker probably puts Rusev in a casket in under five minutes Absolutely, here. and it's too bad that this match is happening because I think this is the only reason why they're treating Rusev like a heel on SmackDown again. Yeah, I, we don't have the time to get too far into that, but shoot me in the head. How is he not a babyface? I think we're going to go a couple minutes long on this round. It's All just right. looking that way. Sure. Uh, up next, John Cena versus Triple H. This is a deep card. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm, I'm kind of hoping these guys have a sleeper, uh, not a classic, but I think these two work a style. They have a history. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see these two wrestle. Yeah, honestly, the Triple H matches that have been the best of of late, other than Daniel Bryan, obviously, which is going to completely counter contradict what I'm about to say. Yeah, is that like when he is working against a dude who is like not necessarily a work rate guy, Dean. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, now, it, the Roman match didn't live up to it. Yeah, but I think that's placement on a card and audience fatigue. And just people not wanting to see Roman get coronated as king as well. Right. Um, but there's no reason to think that this shouldn't be a great match. No, I, I think it, it just proves again what people have said about Triple H forever. He is a good in-ring psychologist. He understands the pace of a match. And when he has guys who are willing to, in my opinion, Dean, Brian, guys who like tell good in-ring stories yeah. instead of flashy... It always turns out well, and uh, Roman doesn't do either of those things. I mean, he's such a good in-ring psychologist that if he just tells The Rock to attack mankind... After the, beating the shit the, the out The Rock of will him. be like, yeah, you're right. I'll oh. do it for you. Oh, my You're Lord. my bud. Oh, my Lord above. <laughs> uh, I, I will this? never stop getting mileage out of the, how mad I am about the WrestleMania 2000 main event. It is very stupid. <laughs> you're still mad. Uh, Justin, who wins it's it? It's been 18 years, <laughs> and I'm still like, remember that stupid <laughs> fucking match? That's going to be me with a lot of Triple H moments. <laughs> Justin, who wins? John Cena? I'm going John Cena. Yeah, I guess that would make some sense, hey? Yeah, he needs he needs it. Yeah, after I, being buried by the Undertaker, and then uh, maybe Rusev can beat John Cena after he's buried by the Undertaker. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Triple H here just because I've watched this show before. Okay, uh, the, we have Cedric <laughs> Alexander uh, defending against. That's weird because you could have made that same joke about Cena two years ago, eh? yeah, and now it just doesn't feel that way at all. Yeah, so, kind of interesting. Um, Cedric Alexander versus the winner of this 205 Live Gauntlet match. Uh. Uh, yeah, I mean... We don't know who it is yet. That's true. So hard to really preview it. Let's just talk about Mustafa Ali, though. Uh, the gear is working. I think he feels new and defined. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the sh- I mean, the show is slipping back into the dire straits it was in before this tournament. Is it? I haven't watched this Yeah, week. because, like, I-, I even felt this at the late stages of the tournament, like, when it was not back-to-back tournament matches every week, and it was just like, we have one tournament match left, and... Some tags. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And now there's some tag teams that I want to be into, like Tazawa and uh, Atami. That's that's a dope tag team. Yep. They should be awesome. But if you don't have a like developed scene for them to compete in that I'm super invested in, it's hard. It doesn't mean anything. That's the nice thing about tournaments, right? In-ring caliber is enough because the stakes are already defined. Yeah. And, like, again, the best performer on this show is Rockstar Spud. Yeah. And yeah. he's not in matches. Yeah, I hope they, they launch a feud with him soon. Uh, but I, I think no matter who it is, Mustafa Ali is defending uh, at this show. And they have to figure out what they're doing from there for a title program. What say you, Justin? Oh, you, you think it's Mustafa Ali? 
Or sorry, sorry. I think Cedric Alexander. Uh, oh, retains. defense. Yeah. Um, this is where I think you could do a title change. Yeah. Um, because it's a belt that doesn't really mean very much in the grand scheme, and Cedric could try to get it back. I think, I think honestly, it was a mistake not to have Mustafa Ali win at WrestleMania. Yeah, it was. I agree. Um, so I would like to see him win it here. That'd be cool. And also, again, one of the first kind of, uh, you know, Arabic or like Persian Middle Eastern characters. Not a bit. Not a heel. Who's not a heel? It's good to see. So give him a babyface win in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Why not? Uh, let's fly through this one, Justin, because it feels like a lock. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy taking on uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, a.k.a. SmackDown's The Bar, for the Raw Tag Team Champion. Um, this is where it really feels like they just didn't know what they were doing with the shakeup. Yeah. Right. I, at least, or at least it was a last-minute decision to have yeah. the Bar. I still feel like the SmackDown Tag Division is going to trade somebody to Raw. I know it doesn't work within the parameters of how they've done it. but They I just, make trades. They yeah. kind of see like where things shake out after a little bit. And if there's not room and the other team or the other side is lacking and needs something, there are trades that do happen outside of the shakeup. And I could see a team going, but uh, I mean, I thought Matt and Bray were going to win this before. I think we all know they're winning it now. I think you have to put it that way. And it's a pairing that's working, uh, quite frankly. So I'm happy to see it. And finally, Justin, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos for the SmackDown title, tag titles. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers should retain. It's not. It's not time yet. I don't think they're gonna get the time. It's just like Mania, where I'm looking at this card and I see that this is a match that isn't going to get its due time. Even though I think Cena and Triple H and Rusev and Undertaker are gonna go short, I think this could be a great match. Like, did you watch uh, Jey Uso versus Harper this week? Yeah, super fun, good camp. I mean, short, but you can like you want you want these guys to really get their chance to go. But mm-hmm. I don't think this is it. But I think the the Bludgeon Bros retain. Um, yeah, Bludgeon Brothers retain just because there's. There's more story to tell there. Uh, but before we wrap it up, and I know we've already done four minutes of overtime on this. Which Don't is, tell What anyone. a mess that this month has become. <laughs> it is a mess. Like, they're okay. Don't maybe don't do the superstar shakeup now. <laughs> if <laughs> if like, you have is. two other things going on, because you already started building to two shows and then flipped half of the participants. In a way that like gives away the results because we know that belts aren't switching. Right. I mean, they could, but they won't. Unlikely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So like, there's no need, honestly, to do the shakeup the week after you already just did all of your NXT call-ups. You already just freshened up your roster with call-ups. Yeah. Now all of the guys who got called up are are lost. And look, I guess the we'll no, talk. I'm with you. No. Let's stop talking about this right now because this is round number two. It's about Raw. So, and let's just go right in to to round number two. Round two. Fight. Justin, you you were fired up. I don't want to stop that momentum. I may as well continue. Just keep on going or I'll do a quick stage setting. Let's talk about Raw. Raw. Monday Night Raw, (laughs) Superstar Shake Up, uh, everything that Raw got. And, and everything that, got, that Raw got last week, I'm going to start with this because this was my main point. When you look at just the mess of promotion that they're locked in right now with Greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash and the NXT call-ups and the Superstar Shake-Up, like, Bobby Lashley debuted last week. Who's that? And I said at the end of last week's show that, like, oh, as much as I was feeling wrestling fatigue at the end, as we were heading into the stretch of WrestleMania season, and after WrestleMania, I was like, I'm burned out. Yeah. I was like, after the Raw after Mania, I was like, I'm fired up again. Let's go. And you didn't even give me any angles. You just were like, Bobby Lashley is here. Here is Bob. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. 
But at the end of Raw, it's like, man, Bobby Lashley just feels like another guy. Yeah. And he's only been here for a fucking week. I guess we have to see. Do you think he has a singles match at Backlash? This is what I'm wondering. Lashley? That's right. No, he's probably in a multi-man. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, What a waste of a guy who... And now, don't get me wrong. On the other side of Backlash... I would suspect after these trades, they must have big plans for Bobby Lashley. Now, I heard some people complaining about the multi-man tag match that closed Raw this week, being like, what a waste of Lashley because you like you just built up Braun as the big guy on this show. Oh, that's a silly complaint. At his, at his expense. And maybe in the within the booking of the match, that makes sense, that Braun was like the hot tag big guy and not Lashley. But I will say... The visual that closed the show, the five guys putting their hands up in the air. Who's in the center? And Braun posted the photo of that saying, we're ready for Infinity War. (laughs) 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 Those five guys. uh, First of all, very impressive that all five of those guys stayed on that show. True. Uh, So that is kind of your babyface core on Raw going forward. Yep. Uh, But I thought that just visually looking at them, Lashley looked amazingly impressive because you're seeing all five guys side by side. You know who has the thickest chest? Like Lashley. Lashley. Lashley looks like he's carved out of wax. He's like not as like tall a... as Braun, no. but he's bigger than him in some ways, which is crazy. There was somebody he was standing right beside who he was just dwarfing to. I can't remember who it was, but it was another like reasonably big guy, and I thought Lashley just looked... He's just so... He's like Neville, where he just looks so jacked that next to his contemporaries, he looks quote-unquote big. But he's also lost in the shuffle. Like, Miz got it right this week. When he was like, you think I'm going to be on this episode of SmackDown? Yeah. No. I'm a star. Yeah. I debut next week on my special show. Right. And they could have, I don't like you say, I, I don't know that it was the time to bring out Lashley. Now, again, these are minor complaints, but I don't like that complaint that it, it loses Braun some rub by having another big guy. The reason... No, that it loses Lashley rub by putting Braun... Sorry. Making Braun look better than him in every respect. Right. I just don't get this complaint. It's like you can simul book guys. I, I get that having him in a match, but you could also argue being in a match with Braun Strowman proves the sort of spotlight that they see in him. Like Braun, True. no one is more protectively booked than Braun, and True. Lashley's arm in arm with him there. And also, I think we all just feel no, maybe nobody's saying this, but I think we feel pretty safe about how Lashley's going to be booked because he seems like a Vince guy, and we know that because he was a Vince guy. True, he, He's also he was been a Trump guy. Too. Too. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> um, let's talk about Monday Night Raw, Justin, because I think we're both of the opinion they sort of got the short end of the stick. They, they got SmackDown's entire undercard. Let's just go through some of the shit that they got. They got. Now, this is my, I'll just say for myself, people that I don't enjoy. I know this isn't going to be indicative for everybody. That SmackDown managed to unload Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. I like gender, but I still don't think there's one guy that SmackDown got that's worse than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get rid of those four, that's basically their mid card. I know you like the that U.S. title feud. I thought it I feel was like you're overplaying how much I enjoyed that. I was just. Saying it wasn't as bad as you were saying. Okay, I, I couldn't I, say enough bad about I it. I was on. I was on like I was liking it, but on like a six out of ten level. I think it's a one. So we are. I think in the chasm there. I hated that feud, and then it all just got moved to Raw. It's yeah. shocking to me. Yeah, uh, Bobby Roode should be a heel, um, which hopefully will happen. On here's the thing. Like, everybody was saying, oh, my God, and I said it, too. I'm just as guilty of this. Oh, my God, SmackDown got rid of all of its garbage. Right. All of the cast-offs go to Raw. But the thing is, like, every single one of those guys could be something, you know? They're just being misused in the same way that people were excited when, like, Rusev came to SmackDown in the first place. Right. Now, Rusev is still being misused, not to the same extent. Right. But, like... 
for example, a team like Breezango. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves those guys. Yeah. Like, everybody loves those guys as characters. And here's the thing. They're both really good ring workers also. Totally. But we never got to see that because they just became comedy jobbers on SmackDown. Yep. And the same, like, what? what's another tag team that went over to uh, Raw as well? Were there any? Uh, like Ascension. Are they on Raw now? Yeah, they okay. are also on Raw now. That is, again, another team where, like, if you serious them up a little bit, yeah. if you just, like, give them a refresh, and not even, like, a complete makeover, just, like, take them seriously, and you don't have to change anything about their characters, but just the way that they are presented in the ring. They're, they can work. They're good. Yeah. So that could be something. They just needed a fresh start. So maybe that's true of all the guys we're talking about here, like Baron Corbin as well. Booking does – you can book your way out of almost anything. I, I truly just don't see it in Rude. Like, I really don't. I don't think Rude has it in him to be a star. Uh, you're probably but, right. But of all those other guys, I think you're 100% on the money. Like, you could turn those – even with Ascension, who seems like about as bottom of the barrel as you could get. I even – even Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, sure. Dolph got and Dolph got it already. He got the repackage. Yeah, let's well, he didn't though. This is what drives me insane. If you're going to be like, here's Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre giant heater, why the fuck are we still doing the record scratch and then yeah. I'm here to show the world in the pink and That's black? True. I don't I don't get it, Justin. He, no, he does need a packaging remodel, but yeah. just but just putting him in a tag team, how long have I been pushing for that? Forever. Yeah. As long I was as like, I... fucking just put him with, like, Maria and Mike Kanellis. So is this... But then apparently him and Maria have romantic history that could be awkward. So for those of you who may not have seen, they uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre now allied. The debuting, or re-debuting on Raw, I should say, Drew McIntyre. Justin, do you like this pairing, I Drew do. and Dolph? I do. I've heard a lot of people compare it to, like, Sean and Diesel, which I is... I mean, that's the natural physical... Yeah, comparison. and also Dolph Ziggler constantly gets compared to Shawn Michaels because that's who he wants to be. Right, basically. yeah, because they're both equally good, I think, too. <laughs> of <is> course, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, the chief reason. But, like, I, I think a lot of people were upset that this is what Drew McIntyre is being represented as. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I liked Drew McIntyre, I would have been pissed. But, like... Dolph hasn't been in something that worked since Survivor Series 2015. To me, like, I never really understood why Drew McIntyre was getting, like, the main event title push in NXT. Me neither. It, it's like if, if if Dolph Ziggler won the NXT title. I, I, which maybe he should. Except I think Dolph had more upside at one point than Drew McIntyre. I don't see... Now, this is weird because... Now, he, Drew's matches are good. And look, when we saw him in person... That's right. He had an ineffable star quality to him that, like, you could not take away. It's weird because He looks like... An unbelievably jacked, like big he's, star he, when you see him in person. Absolutely, he has that. And not only that, there was an episode of NXT earlier, uh, maybe end of last year, and I don't know if you remember this. He but came out to like make the save against. It was undisputed era and Sanity were both out there causing some chaos, and it was just like and Daddy's home. Yeah, and he looked fucking awesome. He just ran out in jeans and yeah. no shirt, and he was like the most ripped guy you've ever seen. It was super awesome, but I, I've never seen it in Drew McIntyre at any point. I didn't understand his push on Raw, what however many years ago that was, when he was just kicking the shit out of Matt Hardy. But the Raw tag scene needs help in a big way. Is this your impression that they're a tag team? Yes. See, I didn't take it that way. Really? That they're singles who will help each other? I, I took it as like, it's Dolph's run, and he has a heater. 
I don't think so. I, I think they're right. going in the tag division. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going into that Raw tag division. Great transition. Let's pause there. Okay. Uh, Kevin and Sami, sort of exempt from all of our criticisms in this trade. This is a great Be- get yeah, for yeah, Raw, absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I think you're right. They'd be best used in the, the tag division. And look, last week I said I didn't want them to go because those two guys are still the natural heels for the Daniel Bryan comeback. Right. I want to see that story continue. But I also said that I didn't want to see Daniel Bryan Miz for like a year and a half. Yeah. So maybe we do get the continuation of Owens and Bryan, but it's in like a year. Well, in your defense, you also didn't know SmackDown would be getting every other wrestler you like. That's true. <laughs> so That's maybe true. that was why you were thinking That's that. That's true. Um, can they recreate some of this magic on Raw, do you think, uh, Sammy and Kevin? Are yes. they going to continue to be upstarts? Okay, well, think about... When, when Kevin went over to SmackDown in the first place, it yep. was a surprise because it looked like he had grand designs on Raw that Triple H was forming this like heel stable of like Triple H with Joe and Owens. Owens. Now Joe is obviously gone. Who again. was the third? There was another person that seemed... Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but that seemed like... Yeah, they were calling it like this might be Evolution 2.0. Yeah, but if like Joe is obviously gone now, so we lose that, unfortunately. Even though he's challenging for the IC title and True. fighting Roman Reigns. True. Uh, and... And I mean, what's he? He won't be there next week to throw to the Brock Lesnar hype video. Which <laughs> is just, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Not good. What yeah. was that? Yeah. It's like, he, he want proof? I made a video of Brock Lesnar highlights. For those of you who may not have seen, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he came out, he verbally ran down Roman, and then he threw to a Brock Lesnar hype video package <laughs> and left. And that was his last appearance as a Raw superstar. Very confused. What the fuck? Uh, uh, but you could still like have Triple H come back and be in... Like, I love any time they tease a connection between Owens and Triple H. Yeah? And, like, when you look at everything that Owens did to torment the McMahon family while he was on SmackDown... Sure. If you ultimately reveal that that was, like, Triple H and Stephanie's grand plan in sending them there to the first in the first place... Because that's, I mean, Stephanie signed both of them over Kurt's orders. Well, and, and actually to your point, uh, Kevin, I thought, went out of his way in his promo on Monday to really be like the great Stephanie McMahon. It's like, he just headbutted her dad. Yeah. And yet he's like very much. Uh, and she gave him a stare down at the end of that angle also. Yeah. She came out no, on SmackDown yeah. and was like, you son of a bitch, basically. So, uh, but you can kind of work around that, I feel like. It's wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's, a, you know, it's it's not... Uh, the... But that's the big get, obviously, for Raw. And that is a huge get, yep. even though I still think they probably end up in the tag scene right now because there's no room for them at the top. The only reason that I'm wondering if it is the tag scene, because I think that Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are entering the tag scene. I think you think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then uh, there's... Oh, and then the Dolph and but McIntyre. Like, think about what... They just lost. They lost the bar. Yeah. They've lost Seth and Dean. The bar and Seth and Dean were the tag were division, the tag division yeah. for like the last year. This does open up for the revival to really be the top guys. Absolutely. Uh, they lost Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Their their tag division does need some some blood. Eh? Uh, Justin, I'm going to be honest with you here, and I feel like I try to bring a tone of positivity to the to this show sometimes. Outside of Bobby Lashley, Braun, and the revival. Raw is kind of a barren wasteland for me right now. I dig what Seth Rollins is up to, but you know he's Elias. not really my guy. I love watching we, Elias. I love the Elias segments. It's true. I like that No Way Jose is kind of getting booked like Elias because he's just popping up in backstage segments. Mm-hmm. But three hours, I don't see a three-hour roster on this Monday Night Raw crew. They have some work to do. What about you? Again, I think they can re- rehabilitate a lot of guys here. And look, they got a ton. They really gutted SmackDown. Yeah. And then gave it gave SmackDown back a bunch of good stuff. But like 
ultimately SmackDown's entire roster at the end of Raw was very thin because Raw took most of it. It's true. Granted, they're phasing out the Cruiserweight segments. So that's two right. segments per week that are need to be filled again on Raw. And part of the reason that Raw kind of didn't take more in the draft originally was like, we've got the cruiserweight division. Right. And if you don't have that anymore, you need more undercard guys. Like, Mike Kanellis has been on SmackDown. I think he was, like, gone. He was in rehab or something. Yeah. Or Maria was pregnant and and they gave him time off. But he hasn't been on that show in a long time. I want to hear that theme again. He's good, man. And Maria can be good. He's okay. Like, he's something, you know? Yeah, he has a gimmick. Again, like I said, there's so many things that went to Raw from SmackDown that were nothing on SmackDown that can be something. Because as much as we buy into the hype that SmackDown is this, like, land of opportunity... For a lot of the last year, it hasn't been. Yeah, no, it was the worst show this last year, but it's it's tough. But again, be. it also came out ahead in the in the shakeup last year. That's true, actually. And it, and it didn't like succeed on the strength of that, like we thought it might. Who are you taking from this? If you really need to to get some time filled, who are you revamping? Who's like your one person you're really gonna put some some uh, juice and time behind to to build a star? Oh fuck, I don't know. I kind of feel like I might do gender if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, there's good matches that you can have with like gender and Seth. I've seen it before; it was good that's at right. the house show that I went to. Uh, like that's the thing I think is I wanted Seth to go to SmackDown, but he is now your workhorse on. They Raw. They need him and Finn Balor pretty badly right now yeah. on Raw. Uh, no, he I, is going to be Mr. Monday Night, like he has been since that gauntlet match. Yeah, it's I like think that's... cemented at this point. So, uh, do you do share in my sort of pessimism towards Raw these next couple? I think weeks? Baron can be built up into a big heel. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the push is coming, man. Yeah. Vince loves this guy. It's it, I, it stalled out a little bit for a while, but it's coming again. And here's the thing. I don't think he's as bad as as we think either. No, I don't like think he, Corbin's bad. I just think they have an absolute deficit of people who can promo now. That's like true. I don't like Miz is good for two segments every single week. Samoa Joe good for a segment every single week. And now all those promo guys. Who is cutting the promos on Raw? Even on the tag scene, all the promo tag teams are on SmackDown. It's only Revival. Yeah. Like who is cutting these promos on Raw? This I said this in our chat, but I, I'm really concerned about it. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> now before we get to. Our new the land of opportunity. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's time for a new game. You might say we're giving this segment an opportunity yeah. to get over, and uh, hopefully people like it. We'll see. Justin, rather than doing Sunday Night Tweet this week, which is the people segment, I'm not trying to say that this is the people segment, I did decide to comb through Twitter.com this week, but not for tweets, mm-hmm. for followers. Ah. I was curious who on the WWE roster has, you know, more or less Twitter followers. So how this game works, and I think we're going to call it Follow the Buzz... Uh, no, no, no. Because oh. when people do good tweets, that's what generates a following, probably. Okay. Yes. Because there's like a buzz that comes out from their tweets. Go ahead. Like, oh, have you heard about that guy's tweets? I gotta follow him. Go ahead. So when people have a buzz about them, uh-huh. you might call them buzzers, maybe. Okay. Because we're gonna call this... Follow the buzzers. Ah, now I'm more into it, Justin. <laughs> so, Justin, not too many matchups this week, but uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the names of two people on the WWE roster, and you're going to tell me who you think has more Twitter followers between them. Are you ready? Yes. Justin, in our first follow the buzz- buzzers. What did I say? Buzzwords. Follow the buzzers. Follow the buzz marketing. There we go. <laughs> who do you think has more Twitter followers, Justin? Okay. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Or the architect, Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. I think more... Here's the thing, because 
I was gonna say, like, females might give Roman the edge, but females also love Seth Rollins. They're both very sexy I don't men. know why I'm calling them females and not women. <laughs> like, I'm a fucking scientist. <laughs> <laughs> no, females, perhaps, uh, according to this chart. No, Come yonder, uh, my lady. Here, You know what? I follow Seth, and I don't follow Roman. And mm. I, I bet there's a lot of smarks who are like that. Okay. So even though I think I'm wrong, and it's probably Roman, I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Justin, you are wrong. It is Roman Reigns, but good Lord, it is much closer than you think. 3.15 million for Roman Reigns. 3.11 for Seth Rollins. Ah, so he's in the hunt. I thought that this was... Uh, there's a lot of surprising numbers in here. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, so Roman Reigns more than Seth Rollins but I brought this one up more for... Uh, I thought they would be further apart, but uh, actually in uh, spitting distance of each other. Huh, interesting. Justin, our next matchup is a matchup of brothers, real-life brothers. Who do you think has more Twitter followers? Between is Rowan and Harper? <laughs> they are brothers, but uh, uh, they are not here. It is between Goldust and Cody. Oh, it's got to be Cody. Justin, you are correct. Cody Rhodes has more followers yeah, of course. than Goldust. Everybody wants to follow what Cody's doing. Well, Cody's got the buzz, man. There you go. He's you got to follow the buzzers. He's a buzzer indeed. He has 769,000 Twitter followers to Goldust, 616. Goldust just like posts sad selfies. I don't need to see that. Well, and sometimes uh, dinner with his wife, if you remember that That's great true. episode. That's, That's true. That's great. true. Justin, are you ready for the next matchup? I sure am. We have uh, two... Uh, you know, bruiser women. We have a Nia Rowan and Harper? That's what he's <laughs> It's not Rowan and Harper, Justin. Get it. Get your fucking brain off of Rowan and Jesus. Okay. Get it together. Okay, who is it? It's Nia Jackson, Tamina, sort of oh, the enforcers of okay, their brand. Okay, okay. Uh, so is it uh, Nia Jax because of her uh, lack of similarities between other women, or is it Tamina with her murderer father? Ooh, she does have killer <laughs> tweets, just like her dad. <laughs> just like the old man. Uh, but I'm I'm solely going on number of appearances on Sunday Night Tweet here, oh. of which Naya has plenty and Tamina has none so far as I can tell. I don't think Tamina's ever been on Sunday Night Tweet. I think that's right. I'm just going to follow the buzz here, and it <laughs> seems to be uh, all around Nia Jax. I think she's a buzzer. I, I think she's in the lead here. Shockingly, Justin, Tamina has considerably more Twitter wow. followers than Nia Jax. Wow. Maybe because she's of the era of, like, AJ Lee. I guess. Back when Twitter was more popular. Like, it was, yeah, it was they were really pushing it on the television, too. And, and also, it was just, like, a more popular platform than it is now. Is Twitter less popular now than it I feel was like, I feel like there were more casual users then than there are now. That's probably true. Uh, but Tamina with 480,000 to Nia Jax's 383,000. Now, if Nia ha had ever been associated with AJ Lee, <laughs> well, there's that. she'd have way more followers. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I mean that's a fact at this point. Justin, another matchup. We have uh, the monster among men, Braun Strowman, mm -hmm. against the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Okay. Who has more Twitter followers, Braun Strowman or Bobby Roode? Uh, Braun Strowman's Instagram is the greatest thing in the world. That's great. Sincere boy, he loves to fish. Love him with all my heart. Good. Like all of his posts are like, I love WWE and what they've done for me and my family, and I love my parents, and I can't <laughs> believe what a wonderful life I get to lead. He's the most sincere boy, and I love him so much. But um, does he have more Twitter but his followers? His Twitter is not like that. His yeah, Twitter is more Twitter. in character. His yeah. Instagram is entirely just Adam Sure. I think it says no that Ron in the Strowman. bio. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I love it. Uh, and having said that, 
I think because it's entirely in character, I love Braun Strowman, but I don't follow him on Twitter. Me neither, no. I'm going to go with the glorious one. Justin, that's a great guess indeed. Robert Mike Noble Rude is who has more Twitter followers. He's glorious and noble. Yeah, his, his, and that's why people follow him to get that buzz. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, the the namesake here, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, a man who's on Twitter. Mm, but, Wyndham Rotunda. Oh, my man. But does he's a he? a bit of a rotunda gentleman. Whoa, hello. Hey, I'm fat too. I can throw that Come around. Come on. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Justin, but does, he may have his followers, but does he have more Twitter followers than the Celtic warrior Seamus. Oh, see, I, I imagine every single person in Ireland follows Seamus. I think that's probably true. And, and, that's a fact. And, and every like down woods bayou <laughs> spook monster probably doesn't, doesn't have even Twitter. have Twitter. <laughs> so just on that alone, I'm going to go with Seamus. Justin, that's a great guess. And only is it a great guess. Seamus has a shocking... Seamus has more Twitter followers than... there's. Select few, Randy Orton and John Cena being two of them, have more followers than Sheamus, who has 4.96 million followers. But again, a top star back when yeah. Twitter was probably higher than it is today. 4.96 million to Bray Wyatt's 1.15 million. Is he funny or is that just Cesaro? No, I scrolled through Sheamus's Twitter. It didn't seem like anything, uh, you Good. know, great. Uh, no I buzz around it. But people are following. Justin, a very top marks matchup here in our penultimate matchup between Sarah Logan and Noam Dar. Oh, my God. Who has more followers? Is it the Scottish Supernova or is it sexy Amelia Earhart? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the, the people love boobs. They, uh, I love it. Women just inherently get followers easier than men uh, in some ways. Anyway, I think on uh, Instagram that's certainly <laughs> true. Uh, on Twitter, I don't know. Is that I don't know if that's true? This is, this is like the most sexist reasoning to guess someone. Oh ever. no, I, I don't know. I think that's that's. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Sarah Logan. I think that's a totally fine line of thinking, uh, but incorrect. The Scottish Supernovas. Of course, everybody loves his tweets. I uh, fifty-nine thousand for Sarah Logan to Doam Dar seventy-six thousand. Oh, that's closer than I thought. Yeah, and lower than I. I thought for both of them, too. Justin, our final matchup this my, week. My friend Stefan has more than that. Yeah, He's not on TV every week. Well, he should be. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what do you think of this game so far? It's fun. I love it. Great. Uh, here's our final one, Justin, in a uh, battle of indie darlings of uh, Finn Balor taking on Kevin Owens, your guy. Uh, I Oh, again? Mm. Finn Balor, very attractive man. That's Probably right. It's a lot of thirst follows because he posts selfies of himself all the time. Yeah. Doing his, like, plank pose. I think, yeah, the Finn Freeze. Yeah. And there's a lot where you can clearly see the outline of his dick, too, which mm. I think uh, is... I mean, you can see that on TV every week also. That's the only reason I tune into Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't like Finn Balor. Uh, or his dick. <laughs> I actually don't like his ring work, but I love his dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, God. I don't know. Um... To me, I think Owens is the funniest, best person on Twitter, though. He did delete all of his tweets after he was fired. I actually think... I used to think that. I think Rusev has that mantle now. I don't think so. Rusev is just too much like, It's Rusev Day! <laughs> yeah, maybe week. I just love Rusev <laughs> Day. <laughs> Whereas, like, Owens is making real jokes. Uh, so, I think... Like, because I think he is the most rewarding follow in all of professional wrestling, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens, but I'm also... Uh, you know, a straight white male, so maybe I'm underrating the, the 
sex appeal of Finn Balor in this race. Justin, you perfectly nailed his sex appeal, but maybe underrated Kevin Owens is because it is Kevin Owens, but I thought this was an interesting matchup. It's the closest one on here. I thought it would sort of be Kevin Owens in a landslide, but it's Kevin Owens with 1.16 million to Finn Balor's 1.15 million. So oh, an, extremely, wow. an extremely close matchup. You were almost right either way. Owens by a hair. Yeah. So there it is. The first ever Follow the buzzers. I'm, uh, wow, what a buzz it's generating already. <laughs> then with that, it's time for round number three. Round three, fight. <laughs> Justin, do you know what the wrestlers AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Sin Shinsuke Nakamura, Andrade Cien Almas, The Miz, and The Revival have in common? Uh... Well, if you had not included the revival, I would have known, but no, I don't know. Justin, they are all wrestlers that I love. Okay. <laughs> uh, outside of the revival, all of those people are now on SmackDown Live yeah. every Tuesday. Now, I've made this point before uh, to you and to Mike and to our group chat in the last 24 hours. Yes. Um, even was making this before we even knew who SmackDown was getting back in the in the trade. Uh, but basically, like, we've talked over the course of doing this show about, like, the new SmackDown 6. Yeah. Like, the guys who were in uh, the Money in the Bank match, basically, last year. Right. Uh, plus, like, AJ. I guess AJ was in that match, actually, yep. because at the time the world title was Jinder and Orton. Yeah. So all six guys who were in that match, it was, like, Owens, Zayn, AJ, Nakamura, Corbin, Corbin and Ziggler. And Ziggler. Yep. That was like your SmackDown 6. Which seemed pretty good. A SmackDown 6 that included Corbin and Ziggler. Yeah. Now we've lost, of course, two of the top workers in that mix and Owens and Zayn. Yes. But we get back a SmackDown 6 now that includes Daniel Bryan. Yep. AJ Styles. Yes. Shinsuke Nakamura. Correct. You could even make the case for Rusev well, I think you'd, you'd go Samoa Joe. But probably, yeah. Samoa Joe, The Miz. And Andrade. Well, debatable who your sixth guy is because, like... Take your pick, man. It's a murderer's row. It's not it, just a SmackDown 6 right now. It's like a SmackDown 8. And it is. And it it's, is. It's like almost too deep for one two-hour show. Well, and I will get into some of the concerns I have about that, but that would seem like a shitty way to lead off the round because, Justin, I feel like this is maybe the best single roster including NXT, that WWE has ever put together. I think it's probably the best roster in wrestling history. We, we have to see how it plays out, because like you say, some people aren't going to get time, some people are going to take pins, and I get all that. But in terms of, like, a collection? It's funny because it's like a combination of, like, TNA and Ring of Honor. Yeah, it plus, totally is. Plus, like, some top-end in-house WWE tag teams. And CMLL thrown in. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, insanely stacked, man. It's It's like... Oh, this show is going to be so good. I hope. Because, yeah. again, like I said last round, SmackDown won the shuffle last year, but it was not the better show. Yeah. I just think you can't fuck this up. The good wrestlers wrestling each other does not always equate great feuds. Like, that's true. There, there's guys who bring out the best in each other who neither of them are great wrestlers. Countless examples. Think of Dean Ambrose and Sheamus mm -hmm. putting on, like, barn burner matches. It's like, that's just chemistry. Um, but, I mean, if from a, for a starting line... Think of that main event picture. Like, those six guys you just named, match them all up. And I'm yeah. equally interested Be in all of this. Because, like, what you want out of a refresher like this is to come out of this kind of shuffle with a bunch of dream matches that you get to look forward to That's over the right. course of the next year. And boy, do we. And, and, like, on the Raw side, as we were talking about last round, we don't really get that. It's basically Lashley and whoever he feuds with. 
and maybe a, a bunch of the new guys against Seth or Finn. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. That basically. is what's going to happen. Uh, but, like, because you don't have a bunch of fresh matchups to look forward to there. But on SmackDown, just Joe alone. <laughs> just Joe alone. Yeah, the a- best guy. Against literally, like, every person on the roster. All of them. <laughs> Go. Even the women's division. Make it happen. Joe versus Asuka. <laughs> Muscle Buster. Let's do it. <laughs> Muscle Buster. I barely even know her. Got him. Uh, <laughs> uh, JMO, you know, you know me. You know me well. We're hashtag good friends. I'm I'm a character guy, right? Like mm-hmm. I love the in ring, but I, I love the the tasty characters. Which is why you're you're a Nakamura guy now. I mean, who could deny that he's turned the corner on... It's been only two weeks. We'll see how it progresses. But, I mean, are you not more taken with Nakamura he's the, now? He's the best. Like, he's way better. I mean, I don't like him more than, than Joe or... And we'll see where Andrade fits into this. But these are all guys who can... And Zelina Vega tied to Andrade here. But who can promo? Who are going to give us stories? I saw some people being like, well, The Miz is a clear step down in work rate to all these guys. It's like, yeah, he is. But he's not but he's one step beneath and getting you invested in a match. No. He can talk you into buying anything, basically. Him and Brian is the... Okay, can I rant for 30 seconds, Jeff? Yeah, because I got something after you. Get in your point, and then I'll I'll rant for it. Mine's kind of disconnected, because it's it's about Shinsuke Nakamura, which I think the common complaint when we came out of WrestleMania was, God, what a letdown that match was. Yeah. It was not the WrestleMania moment that we all expected, which was a sterling five-star match. Correct. But what we did get, instead, was a WrestleMania moment. The character. Which is the low blow. Which is a moment that is going to be iconic. It's intrinsically tied to his character going forward probably forever now. He loves punching people in the nuts. He is the dick puncher. He's obsessed. And it is great. And I've said this before, but I love how over-the-top cartoonish his low blows are to the point where they look like a one-arm fireman's character. It really does. It's awesome. He uppercuts their asshole. Um, and the fact that he loves it so much that he's <laughs> clearly, like, delighting in being a dick puncher is so deliciously evil. But, to me, I don't think WrestleMania is where you get those five-star matches anymore. This is interesting, Because you don't yeah. have time for it. There, It's like a, there's too many matches on the card. They're only all going to be 20 minutes long. And I was thinking, well, of course, like, the place that we're going to get the money Nakamura Styles feud is on a SmackDown only pay per view, but those don't exist anymore. And when we had this argument about these, this is my point. <laughs> you you made this point, and I was like, Nah, you're crazy. It's a four hour show now. There's gonna be time for stuff because there's gonna be an extra hour plus pre show. It's fine, but like every match last year that was like forty to forty five minutes that was a real barn burner or a blow off or like a a match of the year contender, and I will even include Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, Hell in a Cell in this oh, conversation. I love that match. You know that. It was 40 minutes long, and yeah. it was awesome. I don't know that we're going to get 40-minute matches anywhere on any pay-per-view anymore. No, it'll be takeovers only. That, that, this is what I said when they, when they, they did those two And I said, said you were wrong, and now that we're on the cusp of looking at a Nakamura-Styles feud where they might never get more than 25 minutes... I apologize to you, my good oh, friend. Oh, that's it. No apologies. In the end, in the long run, I could have just as you easily. Are correct. I could have just as easily been wrong. But I do feel like this is an issue when you look at this SmackDown roster of all times to not have the brand exclusive pay per views. What would yeah, you? Give, I don't want raw pay per views anymore. What would you give for Daniel or not Daniel Bryan Page now to come out and be like? Actually, SmackDown pay-per-views are now two hours, and they're every month. If she was like, Paige here. <laughs> it's Paige, yeah. I'm here to tell you that SmackDown pay-per-view. No. I, I don't know why she's Australian. I, uh, my, she's Paige Royce all of a sudden. Very nice. Uh, uh, Justin, <laughs> I, I need to rant here just just very go briefly. Off. because Go I, off, King. Go off, King. Thank you. Uh, I just saw some people on Twitter saying that uh, 
Daniel Bryan is above the Miz feud. I saw this three to four times that Daniel Bryan is too big for the Miz, too good in ring to be wrestling the Miz. No. And and no offense, but if that's your take, I, I couldn't view wrestling no. any more differently than you. This is the best feud WWE has in their pocket. This it's, is their Champa Gargano. It's been the best feud for two years, and Before they haven't that. been able to do it at all. <laughs> like like the common the number one complaint about SmackDown over the last two years is that its number one <laughs> feud is not a match we can see. Well, guess what, bitch? You can see you can that see match it. now. This feud made Talking Smack. It made The Miz's rebirth. Like, I, I don't know who these people are who are like, well, it's not going to be... If you want just pure in-ring five-star matches with zero story, that is the most accessible type of wrestling you can find right now. If you tune into anything on Powerbomb.tv and watch the main events, you will see absolutely great in-ring wrestling that you have no connection to. This is what the WWE can do. Two-year-long stories with your returning hero. I could not be more invested. Oh, my God. The Miz's face on Raw when it's like, Daniel Bryan requested you to get traded. Oh, yeah. You're not getting the Miz Taraz with you? Come to Jesus, bitch. It's time. And the promo on Tuesday night that he cut from L.A., oh. first of all, God, I miss Marie so much. I I'm so happy to hear you say that. And she probably will not be with him again for years, if ever, because she's the mom now, and it sucks. She needs to be a part of his SummerSlam and Mania entrances. Even if she's not on the TV leading up to it, Miz beside Maurice is just a winning package. And she's great. Oh, the no swearing live? She's like, please, watch your language. Yeah. Like, oh, it's this schmucky family guy. And Miz. now for oh, the last Lord. several weeks, Miz has been playing this family man that's been, like, too sympathetic. Yes. It's baby-facing him. But this week, he he was like, look at my perfect family in such a smug way that he was still a heel. Yeah. I loved every second of it. This Miz is so great. And also, go back to our year, pre our year in review segment, our year oh. in review show from back in December. You nailed this. I said it's... 2018 is the year of the Miz, baby. Boy. I thought he would be Universal Champion at some point because they thought he'd stay on Raw. Better. He is for sure going to be the WWE Champion at some point this year. And even if he isn't, it, it reminds me of... Ch I, he uh, for sure will be. Oh, to be clear, I think he holds the belt at some point this year. I'm just saying that I feel like in a very similar way to Gargano Ciampa, Miz Bryan is above whatever's belt is going That's on. True. Like that, that is. There are feuds that don't need belts and feel above the belt. Miz versus Bryan headlines whatever show it's on. Both brands together, the world title and universal title, kowtow to Miz versus Bryan as far as I'm concerned. That mm. is that's and so I, I'm not trying to go too hard. It's obviously there's different tastes, but I, I just don't I just don't understand. If your complaint is, well, he can't get Daniel Bryan to a five star match, you're gonna see Daniel Bryan wrestle all these guys we've been listening off this year, and none of them are gonna feel as good to me as him finally kicking the Miz. With all his I want to yes see kicks. is the yes kicks on the Miz. I, I mean it's just or just a running knee, man. That's it. It people complaining that Brian's matches back are not living up to the hype because they haven't been like five star classics. This. All I need to see is Daniel Bryan doing his signature spots. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to see him kill himself. I want to see him do the running knee, and that's it. We we sometimes disagree, Justin, but not today. I am fully with you. Let's move on to the tag scene because I think it is, like, overstuffed right now. I don't even get it. Uh, so now they, they've brought over Sanity, The Bar, uh, to join the Usos, The New Day, and, and Gallows and Anderson. I mean, what? We How? are six deep in killer tag And the Bludgeon right Brothers. Now. Yeah. Uh, are we getting... 
two tag segments a show now, do you think? Probably. I mean, I just don't know how you avoid that with this roster. I think this is a strength, though, because the problem on SmackDown has been that beyond the Usos and the New Day, nobody feels up to snuff, basically, which is why they never moved on from that feud. They added a new team to it, but they didn't move on from it because, like... If New Day are not feuding with the Usos, they have no one. Now they have something. <laughs> I want to see New Day versus Sanity, like, today. Oh, my God. And suddenly, like, we're looking at, at Raw oh as, God. like, the Haas show that has Braun and Lashley and all these big guys. No, Who SmackDown cares? has a bigger Haas lineup now. Harper. It's got Killian Dane. It's got Luke Harper. It's got Big Cass. It's got Samoa Joe. Rowan. It's got Big E. It's... I hadn't even considered you when I just said you could do two tag segments a show. You can just do a six man feud between Sanity and New Day, and then do a separate thing for the the two person tag. Yeah, that, that almost seems like what you should yeah. do. You are so New Day versus Sanity. You are I on the money. It. I want it so bad. Oh my god! And then I want like Dane versus Big Cass and Dane versus fucking Samoa Joe. I want Dane back into ladder matches. Yeah, <laughs> just ruining, wrecking. Dane shit. in like the Money in the Bank match this year. Do you do you share in my sentiment that Raw has to take back one of these tag teams? Um, probably not. No, because I think that, like we said, they can add Kevin and Sammy. They can build up Ziggler and McIntyre. Like, there's room to grow. And again, they can serious up the Brizango. Yeah, that's right. Brizango are great workers, man. Fandango is an amazing ring worker. I think Breeze is better than Fandango in ring. I think they're both great. But yeah, bo- both in their own way underrated. Um, very optimistic about the SmackDown tag division, which, as you so correctly pointed out, Justin, already fucking ruled. Yeah. So uh, here's to another year of SmackDown's tag division, I guess. And the women's division got loaded as well. I know there were people that were mad that Nikki Cross did not come up with Sanity. Mm. But there's just no room for her in this division right now. I said this on Twitter. And there I'm was sorry. almost no room to even add Absolution. No, they they, still I, did I that was anyways. surprised they came over uh, not separated. But uh, I said this on Twitter, and sorry to reiterate if you saw this, but as badly as you think Sanity or SmackDown may have needed Nikki Cross, it's nothing compared to how badly NXT needs Nikki Cross right yeah. now. Yeah, and look, if if SmackDown did not also just add Asuka, yeah. I would be like, of course, Nikki Cross, absolutely. There's also precedent for this with Carmella and Enzo and Cass going up before her. But we're doing a three-on-three feud right now, basically. Yeah. Carmella and Iconic against the three baby faces. Yeah. If there wasn't Asuka there, maybe Nikki Cross would fit, but like Asuka, Becky, and Charlotte... That's it. And you have Naomi in the mix, I was just about to say, and a surging Naomi, in my opinion. Like, again, a way more stacked division. (laughs) Absolutely. With, of course, Lana and Tamina rounding it out at the bottom. Well, (laughs) thank you for really setting my point. (laughs) But but you know what I mean. But a way more stacked division than it was yesterday. And and I know we talked about this when the brand split first happened, but I haven't seen as much talk about this. This is the two-hour show. Yeah. All of this is on two hours of programming. But that's going to help, man. NXT is an hour a week. Yep. Has as just as big a roster, basically close oh. to, yeah. And they still find time for everybody. Maybe not every single week. You might only have a promo segment, but they find room for people. Now, you and Mike both think that Big Cass is in the pocket of Miz. That I he's, do not his, yet. Like but bodyguard. That's, yeah. That that's what we're going to lead to. Yeah. I don't think so, man. Yeah. Just I a, think this is just a, a way to redebut him as a smug heel, and that. I don't know if he wins this feud, but he's going to come out of it with a great match. I Who's going to get a better match out of Big Cass than Daniel Bryan? I think a high flyer. 
Yeah? Yeah, I think a high flyer would pair better with Cass, just because like, I don't see how Daniel does his ground-based offense on Cass all that much, but that's that's a different discussion. I just want to say I think um, uh, Cass does beat Brian, but with Miz's help. Ooh. I think Miz... I just, I just want them to put off the Miz feud for as long as possible. Yeah. I, I don't want to see that match until SummerSlam at the earliest. I think that's how they do it. They have Cass get... Daniel Bryan gets distracted by Miz. Cass beats Daniel Bryan, extending that feud. They rematch. Then he beats Cass. Then you move into the Miz Are feud. Are you disappointed seeing Cass get slotted into the SmackDown main event scene immediately? I feel so stupid, but not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I thought he looked good. We'll see how it goes and if he's improved. And he's, he's a much more hateable top heel than Baron Corbin. Oh, uh, yeah, certainly. Like, all of the guys who are project players for WWE, like, Cass is obviously the best. I don't want to see... I would pick Cass over Mojo. Not over Braun, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, the those, project guys. Yeah. Braun is a project that is over. Right. That the, project the, is finished. It's, it's finished. a success. Right. <laughs> Anyways, we've done overtime once again. <laughs> now let's get into the mailbag here. Oh, my goodness, Justin. You know I love getting into the mailbag. It's a uh, part of the show that I love to it's do. It's favorite thing. It's Well, it's one of... We're going for ramen after this, which is also one of my yeah, favorite noodles things. Noodles is our favorite thing. The noodles so is let's my... perhaps speed through these questions. Here we go, Justin, with our first one. It comes to us from the newly named Tranquilo Pachico ah, at Blair Pachico. Blair's feeling tranquilo. So we can't shout his name if he's feeling tranquilo. He's a, he's a relaxed man now. Tranquilo. But he feels like Naito. I like that shirt. It's, I'm kind of excited. They're all plays on the, the I Kanye feel like shirt. Pablo Kanye shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he asks, I'm kind of excited for Avengers next week. If you had to replace Avengers and Infinity War with WWE superstars, who would it be? And Justin, we ran through some of these before the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, who did we decide would be Thanos? Besides Brock Lesnar, who it's obviously Brock oh, Lesnar. Oh, it's Brock. It has yeah. to be Brock. Who, who even else could you enter? I guess Nobody. You could, yeah, you could maybe say like Braun or something. It would be a lesser no, answer. No, Braun is the Hulk. Yeah. So Braun does Hulk. Brock does Thanos. I, I had a contentious choice here that you didn't necessarily agree with. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan is Captain America. Explain Just, why, because be, I think your reasoning's good. Because you associate Captain America with patriotism. Yeah. It's not. It has nothing to do with America itself. It Besides has, his name, which is Captain to, America. And the, his suit, which is the shield. The uh, which is the flag, rather. Yeah. And the shield, which is <laughs> but, also the flag. But it, no, what he is is ideals. He, yeah. He is a good, pure, noble person. He is the American ideal. Beyond that, he is like the platonic ideal of humanity. Goodness. Innate yeah. goodness. So it has to be a white meat baby face. And in that regard, and also the fact that he's undersized is perfect too because Steve Rogers himself was an undersized weakling who just had the most pure heart in the world and that's why he was chosen in the first place. So it's either Johnny Gargano or Daniel Bryan, but I'm going with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, I think uh, with that line of reasoning, it works. For me, I'm going to say uh, babyface three-eye Kurt Angle. Okay. Uh, good oh yeah, gear. yeah. Kurt makes the most sense. I fucked that. One he's up. got. He's got the. They even wear the same gear. <laughs> true. True. And when he's like actually preaching intelligence and integrity. Johnny Gargano uh, on size alone, I'm going to say is Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Thor's tricky. I thought Luke Harper maybe because he's got the hammer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who's. Like but a, Thor's kind of like funny now on a post Ragnarok world. Thor is probably like Edge when he still had the long hair. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, heel Edge, like funny. Uh, yeah, I'm into Edge. And Tony Stark is Seth Rollins. I loved that answer. Kinda yeah, like a greasy guy who's a good person but fucks up and has shady tendencies. I actually think that's the best one besides Brock as Thanos is Rollins as uh and the Mr. Money in the Bank is so tied in my mind with Rollins and like the Black money. Widow is Lana, Russian. Yep, yep. Uh Scarlet Witch. Hawkeye is Ziggler cuz I don't give a fuck about Scarlet, him and Scarlet gonna... Witch is Ember Moon. Yep, yep, that's a that's a no-brainer. Mysticism. Uh and I I don't know. Vision 
Black Panther uh, would be, or I guess T'Challa would be maybe Kofi. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm just thinking like cool and smooth. Mbaku, Mbaku is definitely big. Yeah, yeah, that's the better comparison. So there's some for you, Blair. Uh, you said you're kind of excited. Justin, what would you put your excitement levels at 1 to 10 for Avengers right now? I'm so fired up. Yeah, I'm f- on scale of 1 to 10, I'm f- fired up, you baby. Know who Spider-Man is? Tell me. Nicholas! Ah! <laughs> that's that's the best one. Forget it. Are we gonna go see Avengers together? I hope so. Yeah, let's do it. I I really want to see it. I cannot wait. Hit me with a question. This one comes to us from uh, our gender fluid listener, whose gender oh, is now fluid. Thank you. I'm Coke now. <laughs> I love that. At Coke Cola LLC. Great joke. I'm gonna keep reusing it. I hope you do. Uh, I hope he doesn't take offense. I don't know why he would. Michael, let us know if you're offended. Yeah. By <laughs> let me know if you don't want me to call you that. Let us know if you hate us. Uh, he says, "What is the best snack to have while watching?" Watching wrestling. My gosh, this is a tough one, isn't it, Justin? Chicken uh, wings. Yeah, wings are definitely the my go-to. That said, I mean, Mania, I ordered that pizza Barbarella. I love, like, like a good pizza and watching some wrestling. It, it's tough, but I'm going to say chicken wings, as I am the chicken wing king. Yeah, uh, I also got down with some, like, sweet chili heat, like, Doritos oh, during WrestleMania chip. this year. Good chip. Uh, I will say what I eat most while watching wrestling is definitely this Donair salad from the convenience store Noor by my house. They'll make you a Donair I put on a salad. Yeah, I absolutely get the the lamb platter from <laughs> Noor and watch that while watching wrestling all the fucking time. Yeah, I uh, the, so those would be some, uh, but I think uh, buffalo wings and a beer is yeah, very of tough course, to beat. Anything that you can find on the menu at the Penny at Commercial <laughs> and Gravely every single Monday night. Boy, those sriracha honey wings. Uh, Justin, our next question comes to us from at Lorenzo Meow. It's our guy. It's Doug, Doug Crap. And he says, make predictions of who will be champions this time next year. Let's just do World and Universe. Coming out of Mania? Yeah, exiting Mania uh, next year. Probably Roman. And I'm going to say that the dream match, because they keep calling it a dream match, and I think they're going to drag it out for the next year before we actually see it again. It's the match that we saw the night after WrestleMania, and we're not going to see it again until WrestleMania. It's Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, and I think Daniel Bryan is your world champion at Mania, uh, coming out of Mania next year. Uh, Yeah, uh, I actually, I share that I think Daniel Bryan is your uh, WWE title, and uh, I'll be a little more optimistic and say that Braun's holding the Universal next year. I would love for that to be correct. uh, For Braun to win the Rumble would be... Dope as fuck. I mean, it, who could make predictions this far out? But if I had to, that would definitely we be. We didn't even predict the greatest Royal Rumble match. Oh, yeah, on, there's 50 people. Because we don't even know what the How, winner gets. I'll tell you what. Watch our cares? watch our Twitter that morning at Top Marks Pod. I'll tweet out a full list of our uh, of our predictions, okay. including the... Are you uh, going to come watch it here? We're, we're going to be up bright and early. I, I, I love that idea. It uh, would depend what my work, work week looks like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fruits are edible. Craig Tambell writes in with... Does hey, Miz Greg. reform the uh, Miz Tourage on SmackDown? And who do you think he targets as members if he does? You've already got Big Cass as his, like, bouncer. I think it's just him and Cass. That could be good. I think he still might. I don't know. There's no, like, jobber tag teams left on SmackDown anymore. Heath and Rhino. Oh, yeah. No. Maybe that's great. Yeah. Heath and Rhino. I could see that. I, I still I think Heath and Rhino still get too decent of reactions as babyface. Yeah, people such think good they're ut- so funny. They're good u- utility guys for them. So I'm gonna say it's just Miz and Cass hanging out. They could still be funny though, and like reluctantly be part of this. Yep, totally. There's ways you can. If it were to be a, a tag team, it'd probably be Heath and Rhino. Because um, if anybody needs this job, <laughs> he's got kids. Yeah, 
So I'll, I'll say that. Anybody else come to mind, Jay? Not no, I really. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. Everybody on SmackDown feels too much their own thing to get pulled into the Miz's world right now. Uh, this next one comes to us from the uh, old Luke Gallows moniker named Sex Ferguson at Butt Dickhead. Uh, he's, a, he's a new favorite. He's he he on Twitter. Yeah, he's, he's popping up. He was the- giving me a hard time this week for calling Killian Dane Big Damo. Oh, Here's for the that? thing. I don't know how to spell Killian Dane. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Killian. I don't know how to spell Dane. I just don't. Uh, so I'm always going to call him Big Damo. Justin, I know we're in a bit of a hurry here, but you can't do this on the show, but I can. I saw some people giving you shit, and I thought this is where you're going with it, for your prediction saying that SmackDown was improved no matter what happened. Oh, yeah. You were 100% right about that. I'm, uh, they don't call me the pro wrestling pariah for nothing. Well, that's, boy. you're absolutely right. And I did text you saying that I thought you were, were correct. It's true. People just weren't good. Uh, but he asks... Uh, who There's are your such guys? a thing as ab- addition by subtraction. And that's exactly right. Uh, and look at who they lost. Like, exactly. Straight up. Uh, although one of them did say they loved Bobby Roode, I think. So maybe then yeah. it's a little clearer. He asks, who are your guys' absolute number one favorite wrestler employed by WWE right now? Daniel Bryan. Oh, that's so easy for you. Eh? Well, I don't even have to think about it, honestly. Who's your second favorite? Seth if Rollins. Okay. So can I give two? Sure. I'm going to say Samoa Joe... I feel bad abandoning Sami Zayn, but I, I am just more into Andrade Cien Almas right now. Okay. Can I give three? No. Johnny Gargano. I said no! <laughs> Why'd you ask? <laughs> Justin, our next question this week comes to us from... Uh, oh, I think you're supposed to read this one. But I am, yeah. It's, why don't you do the next two in a row? Sure. It's uh, Danger Boy at Danger Boy 69420. Oh, the magic numbers. And he asks, the hashtag good friends are trapped on a deserted island. You both get to pick one wrestler to come with you, hang out, and tell stories. Who are you both picking? And then he says, to be clear, male wrestler. So Peyton Royce and I aren't just hanging out on a beach for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's too bad. Because frankly, I would drown you. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd take Billy Kay, bud. We'd, we'd, it's you, me, and Iconic it's on, a, pretty iconic, on a desert island. pretty forever. iconic uh, quartet there. Yeah, so, uh, quartet, I think is what they call no, it. No, I'm pretty sure it's quartet. Name a more iconic quartet. <laughs> you can't do it. I'll wait. <laughs> Uh, who are you bringing, Justin? Who's somebody that uh, you want to hear regale? He doesn't say anything about active wrestlers, and I love listening to Mick Foley talk. He's, he was the first guy who came to my mind. I was thinking Stone Cold. Yeah, that seems... But then I could probably just listen to his podcast on the island. I don't necessarily need to have him with me. Let's do guys on the active roster, just because it seems more interesting. Do we count authority figures? Sure. William Regal. Oh, yeah, Will we've, d- we've done this before, though. Have I just, we? I, yeah, because when we were when we were picking roommates, oh, I was like, "Regal right. would be the best." The guy's probably got a million stories. Right. My mind went to Eric Young because I always feel like he's my guy who has the most similar interests. But maybe that's not who you want. Maybe you want more wrestling road stories to pick their brain. I want Braun Strowman, honestly. If I'm picking an actual wrestler and not an authority figure, he'd help you survive. He probably the has the least amount of wrestling stories, but probably the most amount of life stories. So you go Strowman. I'll go. Um, uh, it's very tricky, isn't it? It's like, it? which guy would I want to be my best friend? And yeah. the answer is Braun Strowman. Yeah, I, but I also need somebody who gets along with me. Like, I thought Daniel Bryan, I don't think Daniel Bryan would like me at Sammy all. Sami Zayn? I don't know if Zayn, like, do these guys like swigging beer and hanging out and listening to rock and roll? I think so. Yeah, Sami Zayn. <laughs> but he's going to want to listen to Ska instead. Well, we might have to drown him. <laughs> uh, Justin, hit me with uh, another question here. This one comes to us from uh, Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC, who writes, After the breakup Monday and revisiting NXT arrival for bonus marks, what do you think the ceiling is for Bo Dallas as a single? I used to think higher. I think lower now, uh, even after rewatching that. I think Bo Dallas... I. 
this sounds mean, but I, I think it's a good ceiling. Like I said about Noe Jose the other way, I, I think as a, you know, a, a guy who can maybe like what he did with the Miztourage, but wrestling some singles matches. But I, I don't think he needs to win a ton. He should talk a lot more. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he's a belt holder, though. I don't see him holding IC or US even. I don't know. I feel like if they gave him the mic and the opportunity to get heat on Mike, which maybe they did at one point when he was first called up, I'm not fully aware. I don't really remember. Because I wasn't watching week to week then. Yeah. Because uh, I came in towards the end of the bow run on, on like the main roster when he was still kind of an inspirational figure. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't as like heated. As he was on NXT. I actually sort of forgot about those weeks where he was coming out after losses and sort of taunting guys, being like, it's not so bad. And he did it to Brock Lesnar one week. And that was the greatest. That was right after Mania, I think. I think it was the night after Mania. And yeah, he yeah. ate like seven F5s in a row and was stretchered out of the building. That was great. I honestly think that he could be put into an Elias-type role mm. and, and succeed in that. And yeah. that. Because like the thing is, Smarks lo- the reason why he didn't get heat because he was too beloved. Yeah. People loved him as a comedy figure. Like, when I went to my first ever house show in 2014, the, the time when I saw Daniel Bryan wrestle Luke Harper, and I thought it would be my only chance to see Daniel Bryan wrestle ever. Right. I was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bo was treated like a baby face by that crowd. Oh, yeah. He, t- he, he tagged in, did a quick little victory, the victory lap of lap. the ring, and then immediately tagged out. And that's supposed to be a heel move. The place went wild. The I place remember this. erupted. So good. They loved him. Everyone was chanting Bo Leave for that whole it. fucking match. Um, so, yeah, I think he can be he can be someone who flirts with, like, the U.S. IC scene, I think. I, when they gave him that, like, squash run before he joined Mistraj, yeah, it was really bad. The Believe in Bo thing. But yeah. he was, like, they were making him a mean character. I think his role is as an Elias comedy heel. The finisher was just so is, shitty during that run. He's just excellent as a comedy heel on the mic. His in-ring is whatever. That, that Well, I think his ring, in-ring's not underrated, but I think it's good enough. It's just that finisher, that like top ropes twisting neck breaker he was doing during that squash, I just thought it looked shitty. Okay, this is a bit of a long one. It comes to us from our friend Colin the Comic. Hey, John Colin. Who says, now that Justin is confirmed for All In, All In. build your own. What city is it in? Vancouver. What venue? Pacific uh, Coliseum. Yeah. You don't know any of the wrestlers, so who is your Cody Rhodes that you hired to do all the booking? CM Punk. What's the main event and a few other matches that we would have? Our main event, CM Punk versus Ryback. It's the only match to make. It's the Daniel Bryan-Miz feud for the indies. It's I, I know people are, there's people yelling right now being like, Punk Omega would be way better. Yeah, it would be a better in-ring match, but I'm not more invested in it. Like, as a ticket seller, I can't miss CM Punk versus Ryback. There's years of shit talking back and forth. The neck, the, oh, bring it on. He's, what does he, what's Punk say he had to say? Oh, I'm stupid, or whatever that was. He had to call himself a moron. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just dumb, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever it was. That, that feud needs blowing off. I didn't do that on purpose. I'm just dumb. Yeah, it's something like that. Um... So, yeah, that's my main event. Uh, what else is on the card, JMO? Uh, we talked about this a little earlier. We talked about, obviously, Kenny Omega is going to be there. Yep. Obviously, Koto Ibushi is going to be there. We but, liked- gonna, but I don't want to see a Kenny Omega singles match. I'm going to get that at All In, probably, I hope. Yeah. But for this show, I want to see a Golden Lovers tag match. Yes. 
and we're going to see it against LIJ. Oh, yeah. What what two from LIJ? Uh, Naito. Yes. And Hiromu. I'm here for it. Yeah, big time. Let's go. Golden Lovers versus those two. I now, love it. Now, we need an old-timer throwback match as well here, like a, a vintage guy to bring the grandparents out and fill the seats. It sucks because uh, I can't have a genuine reaction to this because I laughed so hard when you first brought it up, but I actually love the idea. Tell them who it is, It's Jay. a WWE legend yes. who was available to work indies, as he did on WrestleMania weekend. He worked the gathering of the Juggalos, like, within the last five years against Colt Cabana. I'm not joking. It is Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah! And we are going to have him work against a local guy. Yes. Get some local rub. Some star power matchups here. Jerry the King Lawler. Go ahead. Against ECCW Zone. Tony Baroni. So for those of you who don't live in Vancouver, Tony Baroni is a uh, he's an intergender wrestler. He <laughs> was the ECCW women's champion. Yeah. We thought there was a good tie between yeah, he, him there and he Andy was Kaufman. A, he was a heel whose gimmick as a heel was that he's so progressive, <laughs> he feels that he should beat up women's wrestlers. Like true equal rights is <laughs> they can fight each other. So yeah, he, and he became the women's champion wrestling against Cat Power and Nicole Matthews. He's a great heel. He's probably the most charismatic guy in ECCW. Yeah. And like you said, a very similar gimmick to what Andy Coffin was doing when Lawler faced him in the first place. I think it'd be a, a, a hilarious match. Good ticket seller. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to get some other locals on the card, Justin, and there's uh, almost no one we love more than Bishy Wishy, the, yeah. uh, the dancing, fun time, loving tag team Bishop champions. Bishop and Fergie. Of uh, ECCW tag team champions, but we need we need people for them to wrestle. That's two party boys. Why don't we put them against the best friends? I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trent and Dustin coming in as the best friends to fight two other who seem like best friends. Yeah. I'm very into this match. This would be, I think, a four, comedy. Four party boys going head to head. Oh, it's for sure a comedy tag. And it's going to rule. Uh, let's get a women's match on there, too. And again, some local flavor. Cat Power and Nicole Matthews. I mean, Nicole Matthews is one of the better women's wrestlers just out on there. On the indies, anyways. Well, I, I would just say out there. Not even on the indies. I think Nicole Matthews is like can go toe-to-toe with almost anybody. It's uh, Yeah, let's throw Tony Storm in that mix, too. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, that was Nicole's opponent at Shimmer 100 during Mania Weekend. Are you appearing on the card, JMO? I, I'm going to be the ring announcer. That makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, actually, I'll do play-by-play. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is good. I'm on the broadcast team. Do you know what I'm going to do there? What? Get drunk. Sweep the floors afterwards because yeah, you're the janitor. I'm going to clean the place. <laughs> and that's our all-in. All-out, I think we were going to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all out of good ideas for this week's and episode of Talk And we're Mark. all out of show. It's That's it. It's over. Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Uh, again, if you uh, want any more of this, you can head to patreon.com slash topmarks. Lots of content there exiting Mania Weekend and closing out the month of April. The Penny on Mondays. Uh, rate and review the show. I hate doing all and that. just, you know, keep tuning in. We love that you do. Yeah. Keep interacting with us on Twitter. I love the community uh-huh. that surrounds this show. I- Oh, we don't have the time, but man, do I love the community that's around the show. I really feel we, like it's growing. We don't have like a ton of listeners or a lot of rather listeners who engage with us week to week. Yeah. But the people who do, man, they are just the most passionate people. And I love it. You mean the world to us. Like, the, you just, you, you mean more than you know. Yeah. And with that, uh, stay hot. Stay spicy. Tastes great. Because you're Curry Man! Titus Worldwide! Let's go get some noodles. Oh man, I am starving. <laughs> this is gonna be great ramen. Good show though. Yeah. <laughs> Titus Worldwide! <laughs>